Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about Naughty Dog layoffs, how we're playing Spider-Man 2, and we're answering the question, what if we ran PlayStation? We'll have all of this and more because this is PSI Love You XO. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing. I'm Greg, and you can get this show on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. There you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get dozens of monthly episodes of exclusive content. If you have no bucks tossed our way, no big deal. Support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code kindoffunny. You can get PS I Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the exclusive content on youtube.com slash games and podcast services around... The Globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money, Shady Rays, and DoorDash. But let's start with a PSN message from you. Hello, Blessing. Hello, Greg. Did you hear the news? Which part? Uh, apparently, we've changed the name of the show. It's just one XO now. Because you got cut off in the intro. Oh, did I? Apparently, that's what our YouTube chat is saying. I don't know if that translates to the uh, final oh, podcast version. Yeah, so I said, Oh, so I was like, well, of all this morning, because this is... P- this P- PS, I, I love, love you, XO. Chunk. You know, like it went right huh. into the intro. That's weird. Because I, I heard Greg do the full thing, so I don't know. That's I mean, I also I heard get, Greg do the full is, thing. This is where I get worried. Because, you know, I mean, what if this is Obama's first episode he watches? And he doesn't know. Mm, and then he tries yeah. to tweet about the show, and then people don't see it. And it's a huge issue. Yeah. yeah. He, he sees that error, and then he turns. He, I mean, like, we he leaves out again. the door, and he's like, Malia? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Michelle. Uh, <laughs> this PS, I love you, XOXO. I think... It kind of sets the pace for the show we have for you, ladies and gentlemen. If you're if you're an audio listener, maybe you haven't noticed any differences, but video viewers will notice we are in the lab today. Uh, the kind of funny computer is giving uh, the team all sorts of trouble. So people, we have top men working on it right now, trying to get that back up and running in the studio, and make sure that all works. So we're in here. Then of course you got Roger walking behind me. What, what do you got there? A bag of McDonald's for bear? No, it's a uh, Panera. It's Panera. Panera. I needed soup. Pan- oh. Oh. I all right. Out, I wore out my voice last night. Yeah. Mm. Screaming. Yeah. At the neighbors. Roger, yeah. can you give me some Panera also? No, I ordered my own Panera. Did the Panera truck break down outside? Is that did the Panera <laughs> the Panera truck go by with this little song and people are coming out getting their soup and bread? <laughs> It's usually the ice cream truck that is. We're in the exactly that was the joke. We're in the lab, everybody. All right, so we're where we usually stream games. On top of that, Jana Garcia unavailable for this show. So it's me and Blessing. But I'll be honest, we look good, Bless. Look at these shirts. I mean, I mean, listen, shoe for president. There's a new campaign. There's a new shoe campaign going down. We're, oh. we're, we're wearing, of course, the shoe for president shirt. Uh, this is, uh, of course, us throwing our weight. There's a lot of it behind Shuhei Yoshida for president of PlayStation. Uh, of course, you can get it right now. Over at kindoffunny.com slash store. However, it is a limited time drop, meaning that October 6th, that's right, the Friday this posts, at the end of the day, apparently, it's coming down. So you are running out of time to get up there and get your shoe shirt, but I'm excited to be rocking mine. I'm excited. I, I hope it happens. 
it, it times out well because, of course, it's not time yet. But when we get to topic of the show, we're talking about what if we stop, were the president. Stop, stop. No, it's not time oh, yet. No, no, no. We're not. It's not time yet. We're talking about if we were running it. For right now, we're going to start with a PSN message from Ricky Morrow, who writes in and says, what is your biggest PlayStation hot take? Mine, and this is uh, Ricky, is that Astrobot is better than modern day Super Mario. Interesting. Interesting. See, is this a hot take when you're a PlayStation fan? I think I, so. I, I think overall, Mario's still like king of the castle, top of the mountain for platformers, right? I think it's a, I think it's a video game hot take for sure. But like, if you're somebody that listens to PS, I love you, XOXO, and like you live and breathe PlayStation, I don't look at that. I don't go, oh, how dare you? I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Like, if you're a bit, if like, if this is the platform you play on, and like. I can kind of see how you how you get there because Astrobot is fucking excellent. Like I think Astrobot is in like the running for best modern like platformer franchise currently. I don't think it's better than Mario, but I think I mean I think one day we can get there where it's like yeah you look at the big the big hitters and you're talking about Mario, Astrobot, and of course Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, huh? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Sonic. <laughs> yeah, of course. You try to slide him in there a little bit. It felt like no, no. He's he's naturally in there. Okay. Um, my biggest PlayStation hot take. <sighs> I think my my biggest PlayStation hot take would probably be that I think the more and more PlayStation Studios tries to lean into like tr- like having studios be like Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica, I think the worse and worse it does for them. Right. Wow. Yeah. I think it's. I think those are like they're the probably their two crown jewels of studios, right? I think like I think Sony Santa Monica and Naughty Dog should do what Sony Santa Monica and Naughty Dog do. Sure. But I think the more and more you look at other studios to try to be that, then the more homogenous it becomes. Uh, so okay. So you're saying like Sucker Punch? You're 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 saying they're they're off track. They shouldn't. They should. Well, I mean, they want to make Ghost, right? They made Infamous. They're making that long before that. Not that they're off track, but I think that like the track they're on, they should probably stay on, right? Like I think you know, I think Sucker Punch could have made something that wasn't Infamous and st- and, or what wasn't um uh, Ghost of Shima and still like made something that was uh, excellent, right? Like I think sure. for me, it's it's more so the more and more we get games that feel more and more like Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica games, I think the more and more you lose individual identity of studios. Where so what's is, your like, example? Blessing is just telling these uh, studios to stay in their lanes. Stay in your lane. Excuse me, soup boy. Soup it up over I, there and leave it alone. <laughs> what are your examples? Because I, I, I feel like Days Gone is the example. What are the, I, what, what else you got? What? I guess Days Gone would be the example. And I guess like I would, I would look towards... Um, I guess I would look towards Gorilla and Sucker Punch in a way. Because I think... like. Not, not that these games are worse for them, but it's more so like this Horizon hater, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's not here one week. Blesses dancing on Aloy's grave. I think both those studios looked at what Naughty Dog was doing and was like, and I, I, I think the overall conversation was, all right, how do we lean into more of this, like this brand for PlayStation in terms of like the, um, the prestige, sure, big, yeah. like high budget, single player, triple, single player, triple A, yeah. third party driven, yeah. action game. Right, like I love, I, I and I like that as an identity. Um, I, you, I guess. And are you bringing Insomniac in too? Not fully, not not, not fully, fully, no, but partially. But I, I, like, I, I could see Insomniac getting there. That's the thing is, I think, like, I think I look at uh, Insomniac, or not Insomniac, Sony Santa Monica and Naughty Dog as like the template. And I think at the further we go, the more and more other PlayStation studios look at them to be like. Hey, let's try to get closer to what to what they're doing and everything. And I think there are some ways where, like, yeah, like you should strive to tell stories that's good. You should strive to, like, you know, maybe have presentation that is like the striking and all this stuff, right? But I look towards um, something like Returnal with um, Housemark, and I like how 
uh, unique that is in terms of like a PlayStation sure. identity. Because sure. that's even one where it's like, yeah, like this is a game that is a third person action game, all this stuff, right? But like in terms of the gameplay flow, in terms of what it is and set up, in terms of how different and like I would say innovative, like that is as a triple uh, A roguelike style game, right? Like that was one where I'm like, okay, y'all really found your own lane and did your own thing and found something that was unique. Of course, I love Horizon. I love um, Ghost of Tsushima. Like Spider-Man, too. Um, and Spider-Man, right? Like, I love all these games. Um, but I think if we get into the conversation of why a lot of the time, like, when we talk about, like, the hierarchy of PlayStation Studios, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm i one to say that, oh, yeah, Sony Santa Monica and Naughty Dog, S-tier. Gorilla, Sucker Punch, Insomniac, A-tier. I think what's what might be keeping them back from hitting that S-tier is that, like, you know, we we keep trying to do what Sony Santa Monica and Naughty Dog do, as opposed to like, hey, what makes these? What makes like your own thing special? <laughs> and people, I mean, DG Mayor take. says Horizon great, take. less wrong. That's not. I, well, one, the question is hot take. Secondly, again, I'm not saying these games aren't great. These are all games I love. But also, like, I don't know. I think I would like. I like this. I like the idea of like the diversity in like your identity, right? Like, I want. I want like a mixed, like. I want I want PlayStation Studios to be like a box of chocolates <laughs> where, where I don't know what I could get, right? Where it sure. could be anything as opposed to me knowing that, like, if PlayStation— that strategy's really working out for Xbox and their first parties. Exactly, exactly. But, like, I, uh, I, I, I like the idea of, like, if PlayStation spun up— Superboy. If PlayStation— <laughs> Superboy! Yeah! If PlayStation spun up a new studio right now, I like the idea that it could be something that, like, catches me off guard and But it would be, different. you think, right? I mean, did, did you see Haven coming? Did you see Haven coming with their games, you know? I get, uh, but like my, my my thing more so is like I saw Days Gone coming, right? And Days Gone was like one where it's yeah. like, oh yeah, let's try to chase after what we've done. Let's try and lead into the identity, and then it comes out, and it's like. But even that, right? Like, my, I don't. Again, I don't think it is PlayStation putting the gun to the studio's head, saying make narrative first person AAA games. I do understand what you're saying of these other studios looking out the window and going, oh my god, look at the flowers Naughty Dog's getting. Look at what's happening in Sony Santa Monica. We should do something like that. But I feel like. Sony Bend would have been on that track regardless. I think Sony Bend pre uh, Days Gone was sick of making the portable PlayStation franchises and getting overlooked for the most part, right? Like, I love Resistance Retribution. Lots of people played Golden Abyss but didn't think it was the best Uncharted. I feel like you're in that thing, and even before then with Siphon Filter, right? Which, again, I loved and played the shit out of on PSP and stuff like that. Like, you're in this thing of like, okay, that's happening and that's all well and good, but. They wanted their breakout moment, and I think those games I just mentioned, while not being the big AAA whatever, were doing what PlayStation needed in, in giving them you know first-party games on their pl- portable platforms and giving them narrative-driven action games. So I think it is a natural step that they're like, all right, now we're gonna t- we're gonna make a a big boy game on PS4. Or we're gonna make yeah. one. It, but it, it would be I, think I don't know if that is, was necessarily the, the you know the fault of the success for, for sure. Yeah, and I I think my thing is I don't think a big boy game means that. We're gonna make a game like Last of Us, or we're gonna make a game like um, like God of War 2018, right? Like I think there's so many different examples, and for me, I think what I come back to, and in the way I talk, in the way that I think about <laughs> this hot take that I just came up with out of nowhere, I'm trying to deliver, is that I think I for the future of PlayStation, when we talk about upcoming projects, I am the most excited about a a new Astrobot. Like oh I, I'm, I'm so excited about what the next Team Asobi thing is going to be. I'm so excited about what the next Housemark thing is going to be. I'm also excited for Ghosts Two, like Ghost Stream Two, when that comes out, or what the next Horizon is right. But like, for me, I think what the big boy game can be can be so many different things, and I like the idea of it being like, hey, like let's explore 
all the different ways we can make these AAA games that can be unique and vibrant and cool and all these things. Like I don't want I don't want like the copy pasted template of like third person action where you move slowly through a world and somebody has mommy issues or daddy issues. It could be either or. And like, yeah, yeah. you know, we're, we're in like a tattered part. world or whatever. Even where you were saying there, you're so excited for what Asobi's next game is, right? Or X, Y, and Z. When you start, when you're, you tossed in the next horizon and the next ghost. I'm excited for those, of course. But the problem is I feel like we've had so much of a known quantity syndrome recently yeah. where it is of like, yeah, you know, um, uh, God of War Ragnarok. I was like, God of War 2. No, no, no. God of War 2. God of War Ragnarok's an amazing game. So incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was our game of the year. We loved it. We loved it. Loved it. When I close my eyes and think of God of War, I still think of 2018 because that broke the mold and that was something different. Ragnarok was more of it, right? Uh, we all loved uh, Horizon Forbidden West, right? We had a great review about that. I recommend it. Had a great time with it. But when I think of the, Horizon Forbidden West, I think of being disappointed in the ending and how it was just a bridge to the third game. And I even saying that it's just a bridge to the third game, I know what that third game is going to be i am way more excited to see what is sony ben's next game going to be what is team asobi's next game going to be what is the unknown quantity going to be because we have so much known quantity right now yeah and i guess that's why that's more so what i'm getting at is like yeah i i, I like the idea of the unexpected right I, sure. I like the idea of something coming out of out of left field and me not knowing the ways in which it's going to wow me because now when i sit down and i play like if you gave me a PlayStation Studios game, what I expect when I boot it up is like you know to be greeted with cool logo. like the PlayStation Studios logo. All of a sudden, the haptics start hapticking, Ooh. right? Oh and my like, god! And then I get in, cold open. Somebody's crying over their mom or dad because they got mommy or daddy issues. <laughs> like, it's like all right, cool. Like I'm gonna get, a, I'm gonna get like a cool like you know um, personal narrative and then some fun action gameplay. But um, I think for me, I like I just want more exploration, which I'll probably get into in topic of the show. But we're not there yet. Uh, I mean, my biggest PlayStation hot take would be that if you ask me to clear the mechanism, you know, close your eyes, what's your favorite PlayStation console? I'm going to say PSP. I'm going to say PSP all the time. Yeah, I'm going to say it all the time. And it's one of those weird ones of like, again, your favorite. What is Greg's favorite? Da, 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 da. But it is such an interesting argument of like, don't get me wrong. I love my PlayStation 5. I think, you know, the library is shaping up to be something pretty special over here. I'm having a great time with it. It would be, you know, da-da-da-da. But, like, PSP is so tied to memories. Like, I I know I just had a conversation on XCast, which is available now, where I come in and talk about uh, Mirage and the X screen, which is pretty dope. Uh, but I was talking there a little bit about, like, um, how, you know, Gary was talking about Xbox and handhelds. And I'm like... Well, keep in mind, like, handheld gaming as we knew it is dead. Now it is just about taking your console on the road with you and how do you do that the best way possible, right? And to think back, and I was like, I don't, I, I, I'm excited. I, it, he's like, what would you want out of a PlayStation handheld? This, And I'm like, at this point, all I want is a portable PlayStation 5. I just want a handheld PlayStation 5 that I can play offline on a plane or whatever, right? And I said specifically, I don't want, like, developers making smaller, watered-down, whatever experiences for this handheld. But then to look back with, you know, rose-tinted glasses and remember how much fun I had with that PSP and to be on Muni or BART or whatever, you know, even when I was in Missouri with it and stuff like that, like, the way people had to be creative to make their games on there, the fact that, you know, now we're in such an amazing time, and we have been for quite some time, of indies and just publishing weird shit and having it everywhere and be able to do that. Like, the PSP was a weird shit machine for a lot of different people. And I'm not even talking about homebrew and I'm not even talking about, you know, hacking it or anything like that. I just mean what's coming on UMDs at the time. And so you toss in that and like Rock Band Unplugged and Empatapon and the things I've talked about forever on this thing. But it's just like, I fucking loved my PSP. I loved, loved, loved my PSP. And shockingly, I think this is something that's lost to the annals of history quite a bit. Like, I wish I loved the Vita as much as I loved the PSP. 
Like, I loved the PSP for all its warts and yada, 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 and it sucked not having a second stick and da-da-da-da-da. But, like, you know, the Vita gets there, and it was just, like, from the launch, PlayStation didn't believe in the Vita. So it was like there was it, there was not much to get excited about for as much as I love the Vita, and I do love the Vita. I just wish that I loved the Vita as much as I love the PSP because I love the PSP. Wow, yeah, I, I, I mean, like that's definitely a hot take because, like, PS as you as you were talking there, right? Like, I feel like the argument is about the experience, yeah, right, and like I think that's a valid argument of like, hey, yeah, the time that I had with this thing and being able to take it on the muting, being able to like have that with it, uh, I think that's a powerful. I think that's a powerful argument. But then I look toward the other side of library, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I can name. That's all you need. I don't think I can name a library that I wouldn't say uh, for a, on the PlayStation side that I wouldn't say is better than the PSP library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I can't name one PlayStation platform where I'm like the PSP had a better library than this. It's understandable. It's understandable. But there's a lot of good there. Okay. I believe you. Pursuit Force going. Have some fun out there. You had, um, oh, fuck, what was the name of that game? Um, Death Junior. You had Death Junior. Oh, Death Junior. Big comic book tie-in. Remember that? They had that, too. You had the port of Tony Hawk's Underground, too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you had Spider-Man 2, the movie. I was going to say, UMDs, man. You know, when I got to IGN and I I, I covered the PSP, I ran the PSP pages, but even before then, when I first got to my desk, and I was like putting everything in and, and you know moving things around. Like there was a drawer of UMDs that had been left there that I was gonna put in the library, and there was a whole bunch of Japanese UMD porn there. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Hell yeah. 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 Uh, Cameron <laughs> Kennedy in chat says PSVR two, which is a good a good call out. I wasn't thinking of PSVR as a platform because I think of it as like part of the PS five li- library. But that's a good point. That yeah, if we're counting PSVR two as a library, I'll put I'll put PSP above PSVR two so far. Would you, what, okay, so now let's get spicy. Would you put it above? Would you put PSP above PSVR one? <laughs> No, I would not. No, PSVR one has extra Robert, Beat Saber, Astro, Beat Saber, Astrobot Rescue Moss. Mission, um, Moss. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I like Trover Tro Save the Universe a lot. Blood and Truth. I like this game a lot. That's what <laughs> it's got for me. Yeah, I mean, that's already five more games. And like, fire all those games into the sun for Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. I don't care. Oh yeah, Peace Walker is really good. Ah, I think I think the double hit of Beat Saber and Astrobot might overtake Peace Walker for me. Okay, have it your way. For now, let's move on to the topic of the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, it was covered last week. It's been covered all over Games Daily. It's covered in the streets. They're reporting about it. They're yep. talking about it. Your streets poppy, right? You're hearing about it in the streets. I don't think they call me that in the streets. <laughs> that's one of the things that they well, don't see, call that, me. That's what I was trying to get to is I was like, what? I guess you'd be cor- your, co- your corporate changeover poppy is what they're calling you in the streets. Okay, okay. Your streets poppy in the streets. I knew it wasn't right when I said it. I was like, wait, that's not how the bit goes. Your corporate changeover poppy, right, Blessing? Uh, pre- presidential, ex- <laughs> presidential exchange. I know that's not an ex- Anyways, Jim Ryan is out uh, as of next year for the Sony uh, or PlayStation CEO and president. Uh, that's why, of course, we're backing Shuhei Yoshida for president in this shirt that you can go get. But uh, obviously, this has been on the tip of everybody's tongue talking about what the future could hold for PlayStation. And so we decided to say, what if we ran PlayStation? And I've gone through and made a, several bolted, bolded things here of questions of what we would do. So, blessing. Mm. Jim's gone. They come out. They announce you, Blessing Adeoye Jr., as the new president and CEO of PlayStation. I need to know your big day one announcement, mm. all right? So, like, there, you come out, you get to do it, how, you know, whatever you want. Maybe it's just a blog post if you're lame. Maybe it's a video. Maybe it's just a tweet. Whatever you want it to be. Maybe they throw a press conference. Uh, but I want to know is what you're coming and bringing to the PlayStation Nation. 
Ooh, okay. Uh, Ooh, new regime poppy says the hip albatross. Okay, okay, I can That's rock with that. One. I can rock with that. I mean, usually it's like a like both the words are peas to like give like the alliteration. But I, I, I like new. Your <laughs> I like new regime. Poppy was one of the ones you gave yourself. No, leftover poppy was the first one, and you're right. <laughs> you know. Um, Ooh, okay. I think I'm gonna come in. I think the first, I think the main announcement I'm gonna make because I think with a new regime change, I, like the thing is, I don't really want to come out and make like big announcements of like, oh yeah, like we're completely revamping PlayStation Studios. Like I feel like that's the thing that needs to simmer and that's sure. the thing that you need to work through. But I think a thing that we can come out and state from the get go is our new vision of PlayStation being a bit more community focused and being a bit more uh, down to earth and personality forward than we have been in the last few years, right? Okay. So I think okay. I'm, I'm gonna come forward. I'm gonna talk about how we're gonna bring back PlayStation experience. Hey! Yep. We're bringing back the physical event, the physical convention where PlayStation fans come out, they hang out, they play games, um, they go to panels, they get to meet Shuhei and they get to meet a bunch of people that are PlayStation personalities. We're doing that first and foremost. We are, uh, unfortunately, we're getting rid of State of Plays. All right. State of plays. And like this isn't part of the announcement, but like the Im implicit reason why we're getting rid of state of plays is that like I feel like most of the time the speculation phase and like the post um, state of play reception phase isn't always the greatest. It's always the oh, man, we're going to see this, this and this. And then you get there and it's whack. And like afterwards, everybody's all grumpy about it. Right. Like there's sure, only been yeah. I feel like a few state of plays where we come out and we're like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. Um, we're getting rid of state of plays, but we're also doubling down on PlayStation showcases. We're going to have a PlayStation showcase at least once a year, um, maybe twice a year if we have a June one and then one later in the fall. Uh, that is where you can expect your PlayStation first party announcements. That's where you can expect big third party announcements. That's where you can expect big indie announcements. All right. Look forward to that in uh, for PlayStation showcase. Um, in addition to that, we're going to have a regular PlayStation indie showcase. We want to do a better job of talking about showing off and highlighting indie games. And so we are going to have an indie showcase. That I would say is analogous to like the Nintendo like Nindies thing or even like Xbox has their indie showcases sometimes. Um, I really we really want to double down on like really developing and improving our relationship with indie developers. And so sure. we're going to have an indie showcase. So then blessing to, uh, I, I'm not a, I'm not a member of the press here. I'm, I'm, I'm internal with you at PlayStation. What's up internal? You say you're coming out and you're killing PlayStation showcases. You're going to have uh, no, play, play, state of killing place. State, of sorry, state of place. Yeah. Give me one or two PlayStation showcases a year. Mm -hmm. My immediate concern would be that we often use these state of plays as the way to, prop up our third-party partners who are probably in licensing and marketing agreements we promise to give some kind of push, some mm -hmm. kind of juice for. How are we going to How are we gonna get around that? I mean, I think that is going to be the increase of PlayStation Showcase. Like, I think the extra PlayStation Showcase we're throwing in in a year, right, I think you're using with that. I think we're also going to double down on for the third-party stuff, right? Like, I think we do go to things like the PlayStation blog and stuff like that, right? Like, PlayStation State of Play, I don't, I don't know if that is working in the way that we wanted to, even for those third-party partnerships, because I imagine that when you're putting the, the pen to the ink, we're talking about, yeah, you're going to be part of our you're going to be part of our showcases. You're going to be part of our, um, you know, streams sh showing off new games. Is the return of state of play or is the reception of state of play even on the level that we want it to be? Right. It is not a Nintendo Direct. Like, let's be real. Like, people do not get hyped about a state of play the way they get hyped about a Nintendo Direct. People do get hyped about PlayStation showcases in that way. Sure. And so we're going to really nail down. We're going to take those deals. We're going to apply them or we're going to integrate them with the showcase. And then also we're going to take the ones that are um, that we deem appropriate and put them on the PlayStation blog slash make it a Twitter thing because we want to make sure that we are going for quality as opposed to just quantity here with the with the deals that we're making to get games in these shows. Do you think that would make 
don't worry about the reaction, but the, do you think that would make the Suicide Squad game folks happy? Remember, they got their own state of play. I'm sure that was a marketing agreement. I'm sure there was money moving hands there. We're PlayStation. We don't care. Oh, my God. He's but, not even playing the yeah, sides anymore. Who, we're the most popular console platform. They're going to come to our platform no matter what. If we piss them off, we piss, what are they going to do? Not come to PlayStation? We got 50 million consoles. Man, this, man, this president is not negotiating with terrorists. He's just not doing it. We're PlayStation. Okay. That's a good day one announcement. Okay. I like that. I like that. What you got for me? I mean, for me, like, right, I would address the community's concern, and I would say the live service push is dead. All right? Mm. I don't know. And I, I, I could also see it if, if it's not dead, it's going to be explained. I'm going to, because that would either, you know, it's kind of like when you, when either one of us becomes president of the United States, right? The first thing we're going to say is take us to Area 51 and show us all the aliens. You know what I mean? Sh- tell me everything about aliens, blah, blah, blah. It'd be the same thing of like, all right, cool. You know, congratulations. Here's your card. We're going to give you a tour of the office. I'm like, all right, take me to the life service department. Who's, what, I need to see the whiteboard. I need to see the string theory. I need to see the Excel documents. That I need to see the PowerPoint slides that are explaining what the fuck you're talking about with 12 plus live service games and how I need to see fair games right now because that'd be the other thing too of like based on public sentiment right now. I like right now how I feel about it. I would come and say live service pushes over. All right. Helldivers, of course, you're still shipping. Congratulations. Marathon, you're Bungie. We trust you. You live on. Fair games, you're dead. Haven, mm. but, uh, but I would also let me see the game. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna come in there. Like, <laughs> before, before we kill it, I just want to see the gameplay real quick. Just out of curiosity. no, no, no. I mean, before <laughs> I said yes or no, I would need to see this. I would need to understand why this game thinks it has a shot in 2024, 2025, whatever, in the current landscape of video games, right? Like, what are you doing? And what are these other ones? What are the other nine games doing that think they're gonna push this forward? Like, uh, this isn't who we are. This is not the idea, the identity of PlayStation. And even if we want to back off being, you know, because I have my vice president at Blessing at Oye Jr. Mm-hmm. If he's saying, like, we need, a, you know, we can't have a homogenous first party. We can't all be true. That, that's fine. That's all well and good. I still don't think the answer moving away from AAA narrative single player games is to be like, all right, cool. They're all live service. We're putting out a bunch of multiplayer things. So you know what's going on. I, I want to come in as a, as a, as a shareholder sure. uh, with a question here. Uh, so how are we going to make the money? Oh, I mean, I think again, we'll double down on what we do well of these these. But like when I look at the chart, though, like the chart says that post-launch content makes up so much of the portion of money that we make in the industry. I mean, I would then just let I would turn around and point to all the layoffs in the industry and all the closures of live service games and all the people who can't make this work. And I would say that I just don't believe this is the way to make it work. Mm. I think there's. I think I would want us then. You know, let's make smaller games faster. Let's get out there. And I, this is something I talked about on Games Daily. I think with you the other day, right? Of like. Let's take the PlayStation IP we know that we love, we know that the audience loves, and let's work with trusted third parties and indies to really go and make something cool, right? I have one coming up here that I don't need to get into right now. Well, I guess it's not even third party anymore, but I pitched one that I'm, I stuck with for that. But it's like, let's get out there and see what somebody else would do with Infamous, with Siphon Filter, with whatever. We can find, if we don't want, if Sony Ben doesn't want to make that, that's fine. But like right now in the, vacuum of metal gear right we should be probably pushing gabe logan because even though you don't want to be gabe logan i don't want to be gabe logan even though you don't want to be a shareholder there's people out there begging for a spy game begging for it fair enough good first statement thank you thank you i appreciate that uh the other one i put on here for for all of us blessing was i want three first party moves Mm. all right so i want three different first party moves this is in day one but it's your first year you're out there you're the president you're doing all these things 
What are you? What's your first first party move? My first first party move. My first first party move is that I'm announcing the, what the next Astrobot game is. Nice. And like, I don't even care about fans at this point. It's about me. I just want to know myself. Like, I, I like, I want to know what the <laughs> next Astrobot <laughs> Rescue Mission Two is. I, um, it's not going to be VR. Uh, that's first and foremost. It's going to be a console game nice. because I like that. We're not we're not necessarily gonna say this, and y'all might hate that we're not saying this, but like, listen, we got shareholders to, to people. <laughs> we, we're not putting anything out for VR anymore. All right, VR is done. You're not even gonna see VR in our show. Are you killing VR? Because I that was one of my my thoughts of like, what is my? I, it could we're, work here too, I guess, but it was a thought for my first. We're, we're killing VR. We're not gonna say we're killing VR because <laughs> like, turns out VR fans they're out here wild. All right, <laughs> we're gonna we're let putting that. VR out to pasture. It's getting a retirement package where it will be supported yeah. by all manner of third party and independent partners exactly. who are making their games. And we of course we believe in the potential of VR. We have not seen the success of VR, so we are taking our uh, foot off the gas. We will let everybody else port their games and worry about exactly. We gave you all the platform. Now it's it's what you guys do with the platform. hundred percent, I appreciate that. Um, that goes but, for both of our regimes. Uh, yeah, and but like, hey, first party, you guys aren't touching VR, right? We're making some real video games. And then again, they'd all look around at each other like, no, yeah, we're not. No, none of us are like, doing that. So you guys, weren't, you guys weren't doing that anyway. <laughs> Wait, then what was? Okay, right. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I want to see Astro Biorescue Mission Two. Um, if I can, like, if we're early enough in it, where like we can still decide on direction or whatever, like. I want it to be kind of like a Banjo-Kazooie, um, Mario Odyssey-style game, right, where you have these big open levels that you get to explore, explore all these cool collectibles. I want the fun themes. You know, I want the um, – I want to say themes, right, like level themes. I want the fun yeah, jungle yeah. level or like fun lava level and all this stuff. And I, I want it to be more creative than that. But, like, I'm president of PlayStation Studios or um, president of PlayStation. That's not necessarily my job, I don't think. Um, but y'all figure it out. Uh, but yeah, I want to see what that looks like. You're snapping your fingers and they're making the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's my first thing is that we're announcing Astrobot 2. Okay. I like that a lot. Uh, my first first party announcement would be, and this is like pretty much, I, I think I might even announce this in my initial address. Mm-hmm. When I say live services are dead, <laughs> let me see the gameplay fair point. Fair game. Let me see it. I'll do it in real quick. It's like totally like I'm at the podium and they're like, live, this live service initiative is over. Helldivers, you're cool. Uh, Marathon, you're cool. Fair games, let me see it. And like they like somebody holds their phone up and I do one of these. I'm like, no, no, it's dead too. <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're, they're all dead. Oh, it's a cool idea. All right, let's get rid of it though. Uh, my other one in that initial address would be that I would announce we are showing something from Ghost of Tsushima to a Game Awards. Maybe oh, I let it God. be a surprise for you. But even if it's just a cinematic trailer, I would try to win back the public's trust here that PlayStation knows what they're doing. I, you know, when you end a PlayStation showcase, which should be like the biggest event of the year for PlayStation, and the next day there's like people just desperately clinging to rumors that there'll be another showcase. <laughs> like, oh, they're still going to be, they're still going to do a showcase the rest of the year that'll show the things we want to see, right? That's still going to happen. I would be like, I gotcha. It's going to be okay. Have some ghosts. Let's confirm Ghost at Game Awards. Let's make that a premier franchise for PlayStation. We got the movie going on. The game was great. Let's see something from Jin's future. Amen. I love that. Thank you. My second first party move, or third party move, uh, or sorry, my th- second of my three first party moves is going to be um, I'm announcing what Media Molecule is working on. Greg, you said you're killing live service. 
under my regime, we're not killing live service. We're more so reorganizing live service, right? Let's like let's announce things and do things that are going to work in a way that makes sense for who PlayStation is. And so, Media Molecule, you're going back to Little Big Planet, and you're, we are treating Little Big Planet like a platform. Nice. Because when it when Little Big Big Planet first came out on PS3, it had all it had the vision there, it had all the ideas there, right? I think in terms of in terms of you know what online was and what PlayStation was, like we might have not had the full foundation of it, but I think now we're further along with it where we can make Little Big Planet a thing that has a 10-year plan. You know, we've been already putting out well, a lot of skins for some reason for the um, Sackboy's a big Sackboy's big adventure. Like we've already been treating it like well, a platform. You know, Janet's family's got to have them all. Exactly. And so, we're going to take the efforts and all the practice that we've had doing that. We're going to shift into making a traditional little big planet. We're going to take our learnings from the last 3 games. We're going to take the learnings from watching what Nintendo does with Mario Maker and also what Nintendo doesn't do with Mario Maker. We're going to take those learnings and we're going to create a platform where How people- is Mario Maker not a bigger deal? Yeah, <sighs> You know, this is a PlayStation podcast. We're going to get into it. That's a deep conversation. But we're going to make Little Big Planet the ultimate 2D platformer, create your own level platform that we can and make it a thing that exists in the ether as an ongoing service game. Okay. What? So how are you bringing – is it just what it already was with play, play, Create, Share, or are you – It's it's what it already was with Play, Create, Share, plus, like – we are going to, over time, we're going to add in all the tools and add in, like, we're almost going to treat it, like, think like early access, but, like, in real time of, hey, we're taking in all the feedback of what you want as players. What are creation tools that you really want? How do we let you level up your levels? Like, you know, tell us what you want, and we're going to make that game for you in real time as, like, you know, we put out more things and we get the feedback, we put out more things, right? Like, it's going to be one of those ones. Um, we're also going to create content. We're also going to do the thing where, you know, we talked about in, in Dreams. Hey, we went to why, why? Why didn't we go to Hideo Kojima to like make a dreams level or a dreams game or whatever? We're gonna start taking in those ideas with Little Big Planet of going to uh, developers in our space or developers that we love. Hey, what if we had um um uh, what's the name of the uh, main dude that we love from Double Fine? Tim Schafer. Tim Schafer. What if we had Tim Schafer make a, a little big planet level for us, right? Like, what if we had the known names that are these creatives yeah. um, come in and actually do that? And so we're going to have rotating levels that come in. Uh, we're going to have, again, updates for new, new tools and mechanics for you to use as creators. Um, and also we're going to have, like, a, a nice meaty um, campaign for you for when you first pick up the game that you have so you can have, like, a um, from uh, beginning to end little big planet experience that feels catered as a somebody who might not be a creator. How do you respond to stockholders being worried that this is a bit too artsy-fartsy, right? I mean, that's always been the thing mm -hmm. with Media Molecule, right? We're doubling back to this franchise that people have seen a lot of. Are they clamoring for more of? Not to mention, so far, your announcements are... Your Astrobot's back and this guy's back. <laughs> why, why can't we just have one of them back? Have you not seen Nintendo? Nintendo has mascots. Nintendo has family-friendly um, personality. They have Mario. They have Donkey Kong. They have all these characters that kids and families look at and really identify with. We have that, but we haven't treated that right in the last few years, Fair. right? Or the last few decades. We have... Astrobot, who could very well be our Super Mario. They have we have, we have games there that people love. We have Sackboy that has essentially been that for us, but we've pretty much put on ice, right? Like Little Big Planet Three kind of came and went. Sackboy's a big adventure wasn't a mainline game. Little Big Planet One on PlayStation Three was like, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that was popular, right? Like oh, yeah, that yeah. was a thing that people liked, and so we want to. The other thing that I think, um, if you don't mind me, go for it, go for in, it. That was been overlooked, I think, in the history of Little Big Planet, right? Is the fact that that was. 
a partnership pipeline, and it did make money because it was a big deal when they had Marvel suits, when they had DC suits, and I'm yeah. obviously talking about things I bought, but I know they got even outside of that and got crazier with it of like, hey, we are putting giving out all these different Sackboy outfits for this game for in like stickers and things that you could go in and buy. And and that's the thing is we're in a new era. You know, we're post-Fortnite. We're post, um, you know, all these deals that people will make to get skins into their game. Like, we're PlayStation. Some we would have say the we're in the metaverse. We're, I mean, some, some would say we're in the metaverse. And, hey, listen, I'm not – between me and you, between me and you, audience. Just you and me. Okay. We're not going to make Little Pig Planet into the metaverse. But between me and you, shareholders, hey, have you heard of the metaverse? <laughs> <laughs> like, Little Pig Planet <laughs> be placed to be the next metaverse. You know, you never know. Um, but yeah, I think we're making those same deals as PlayStation with Little Big Planet to get all these cool skins and all these cool partnerships going there, right? Alongside, like, the idea of Little Big Planet, Sackboy being a recognizable figure for PlayStation and being a thing that, that families can attach themselves to. And also, hey, Little Big Planet on Netflix. You know, we're Whoa, working on a series. Oh, now you're talking. We're working on a series that kids are going to love. Wow. All yeah. right. Now and, you're and, talking. And here and here I come in as uh, someone who's here. like. Sorry, sir. I don't know how you got the microphone. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just kind of like snuck into the, the, the offices here and I'm like just whispering in your ear, uh, CEO blessing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Little Big Planet. Animal Crossing. Just like rip off Animal Crossing. Oh, like my it, God. Yeah. Bear it. Yeah. Barrett, someone give Soup Boy a promotion over <laughs> you know here. Yeah, yeah. Soup Boy's getting a promotion. We're gonna. Why is he Soup? Oh, because he brought he got the soup. Because I had soup for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no one ever accused kind of funny of being creative soup with their nicknames. Boy. All right, Paula, Paula, Rimothy. We got what we got. All right, we got what we got. Damn, that's good. I, and again, that kind of speaks to what I'm doing under my regime, right? If I want people taking our IP and using it in different formats in different mm. games, which brings me to my second first party announcement and this one goes out to two folks who are watching live right now on patreon.com slash kind of funny they're trogs they're in the chat this goes out to dj mayor no dg mayor and keegan hill when blessing and again ladies and gentlemen in the comments mm. when blessing was when blessing was over there it's a visual gag when blessing was over there just blessing not greg miller Attacking Days Gone. Oh, you've never attacked Days Gone before. (laughs) Neither here nor there right now. He was over there, all right? When that was happening, DG Mayer in the chat said, Days Gone was great. I'll die on that hill. Uh, Keegan Hill said, getting sick of the Days Gone slander. DG Mayer, Keegan Hill, I'm excited that with my second first party announcement, I'm telling you, Days Gone 2 is happening at Housemark. This is them taking the the formula we knew and loved of Dead Nation and bringing that into the Days Gone mm, universe to give okay. us more there. Again, okay. let's take RIP. Let's give them to talented partners and actually own, you know, Hasmark no longer a partner. They were for Dead Nation, uh, a first-party studio. And let's take – there is a Days Gone audience out there. There is a Days Gone audience that adored yeah, that but game. Yeah, like, you know, do we – do we have to keep that audience? You know, you're multiverse where you're just ready to burn bridges with the VR people and the days gone Two people. I'll say, Oh yeah. Out. I'm sure all 10 of them are going to support our platform. <laughs> but again, uh, but I mean like dead nation was awesome. Days gone is a cool concept in a game that I didn't think came together in the end. I think if you were to say, all right, cool. We have Housemark, who everyone knows now after Returnal and knows is great. We have a freaker zombie fr- franchise in Days Gone 2. Let's drop it into this smaller game that they can turn quicker, that they can go through and have this fun experience on, get it out, 
And again, it could be even, you know, I, I it, this is another one of like, similar of like, fair games, what are you working on over there? Like, Housemark, what are you working on over there? There'd be a little bit of like, okay, I'm not going to necessarily pull you off something great because this is more of the arcade thing, but you do love arcade, I know, Housemark. So why not have a smaller team go through, do this, put this out? So this, you're, you're looking at this as like almost like a side mission for Housemark, where it is. Possibly, yeah. Oh, yeah like, take, I don't like, think they need their part entire, of I don't think this. their entire team needs to be working on this right now as they've gone okay. it up so much. Yeah. I like I think it. This is a fun one, and I, again, it would open the door to what I'm talking about. Of like, what dormant? What, what are you laughing at? Uh, Cameron Kennedy in the chat is, who says, "I think all we're accomplishing here is wasting house more." <laughs> <laughs> First off, fuck you. Secondly, Detonation was great, and so like I think putting into a franchise that PlayStation gamers do know. And again, my uh, as I was very vocal about with Dead uh, with it, Days Gone. gone is that even though I didn't like Days Gone, I was excited for a Days Gone 2 because I thought there was a lot of good ideas in there. I would like to have seen Sony Ben get a shot at going at it again. So blowing it up, doing something different, and giving a smaller arcadey Days Gone, I think could be a lot of fun. So my, as, a, as a shareholder, yeah. or as um, maybe I can just be somebody else who works at PlayStation in this one, um, when the fan response is from the Days Gone fans, Oh, we love Days Gone. Wait, what is this downgrade? This is a this is an indie game. Like, what? Why are you making a, the next days? Why are you making Days Gone two so small? Like, what do you say to them? Uh, my answer is twofold. Number one, there's ten of you. I don't fucking care. <laughs> and number two, why didn't you buy the first one? You know what I mean? Come on, no. Uh, I think it, it, honestly, there. And this even sounds also flippant, but it's true. Like. This is better than nothing, right? Like, Sony Ben has moved on. There will not be a Days Gone 2 from Sony Ben, which you would imagine, for all intents and purposes, means that it's dead, right? So why not have this franchise that does mean something that we have invested in? Let's go that way for it, and let's see if we can get juice from that, if we can bring people in uh, to the PlayStation ecosystem. What can we do with it? Uh, Live over here on the chat right now with the Trogs, right? They were going through. Well, not there. Oh, here it is. Uh, The Hip Albatross uh, says, Road Rash-style bike combat with Freakers. Right, like that could be a fun one to drop in there too. There, there's a bunch of fun things to do in there to give you a smaller hit of fun than having to be this. Uh, to your point, blessing big AAA, uh, you know, narrative first party thing that always has to look the same and feel the same. And then is that okay? Cool, we're chasing uh, uh, Naughty Dog, we're chasing Sony Santa Monica. I think going with the roots of Dead Nation, which was a fantastic game, criminally underplayed, of course, because we're all so old. I think it'd be great to have that there. Fair enough. Uh, my third and final first party move uh, is we're making shorter games. Uh, I think Ooh. both of us have been in this. Like this is one that I talked about last week with Janet um, about like what I would do like if if I could get my dream in of what the future of PlayStation is. Um, I think we made such great moves with games like Unchar- um, Uncharted: Lost Legacy, and I think even something like Miles Morales, so many people loved, yeah. even though it was like a shorter, panned down experience. What if we were able to do that? Right? You look at uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage and Ubisoft even doing it there, and like yeah. that's gotten good reviews, right? Like I don't think people mind getting these uh, experiences that are let's say 10 to 15 hours long, because guess what? That's a very normal length for a game, right? To be 10 to 15 hours. To be able to come in, get in, and get out, I think a lot of people appreciate that. And also, we get around, like, a lot of critique that we've seen with some of our games, right, in terms of pacing. Uncharted 4 was the best-paced game. You know, like, uh, Last of Us Part 2, I know so many people have problems with how that game's paced, right? Like, let's shorten up on the length and the amount of content in our game games and just work, focus on, at least for the experiences that, we want to do this for, of course. We want to make a long game, make a long game, Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, whoever. But hey, we're not going to make that. Like, we want to support you if you want to put out a thing that is ten hours long to mainline. Let's say 
17 hours to complete, right? Like the platinum. To platinum, yeah. We want to support those kind of experiences coming out of first party that are focused on the quality again instead of the length. And to do that, to start off with that, the first um, title that we're going to oh. announce here, yeah, right now we're going to announce one of them right now is Uncharted by Ben Studio. We're putting out a 10 hour, 10 hour Uncharted game, short and sweet. Coming from Ben Studio, it's gonna be focused on. Why? Why? Why are you <laughs> intent on killing Sony Ben? That's my question. Why? Why is that gonna kill? If anything, it puts Sony Ben on a different pedestal. Oh, Uncharted! Everybody loves. Uncharted. Oh, the guys who did Golden Abyss are doing another not Naughty Dog. Nobody Uncharted. remembers that. The, the modern PlayStation audience is not gonna know that, and they're not. That's they're, not. If anything, they're gonna be like, "Oh, the day's gone." Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <the Uncharted." laughs> yeah. It's going to be, yeah, the Days Gone devs, and then there's the, it's the old fucks like you and Dan Riker who are going to be like, ah, gold abyss. But here's the thing. Once, like you give, once you give Ben the shot to make a AAA Uncharted game for the PlayStation 5 and not make it a Nathan Drake story because, like, leave that to Naughty Dog. That's not that's Naughty Dog's. Work on a different character. Like, I guess if you want to do Chloe, if you want to do, like, a... Um, are we spoiling Uncharted 4? <laughs> I feel like we've started just saying her name. It's fine. Yeah, like, do uh, Nathan Elena's kid. What was uh, the kid's <laughs> name? <laughs> I feel like we're saying her name. All right, well, I'll just give her a connection completely. Cassie, right? Isn't it Cassie? Do, do Cassie, yeah. It's been eight years. It's been I agree. Eight. Yeah, yeah if you listen to P.S. I Love You if you not finished Uncharted 4 and you are upset about spoilers, I'm sorry. Seven years, sorry, right? 2016? Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, like. You know, can make, we talk about ridiculous spoilers for a second, though? Go for it. Yesterday, when we were getting ready for the X cast, we're just getting ready for the X-Cast. And, like, this is – stick with me, audience, and follow the line of thinking I'm about to give you. I'm about to give you a Spider-Man mythos spoiler, not a Spider-Man 2 spoiler. Like, mm. obviously, I can't – we're, we're playing the game. We, we're reviewing. We can't talk about so it. So just, like, lore from the comics. Exactly. Okay. I was talking about blah, 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 and I'm like, well, it's like, you know, how the, you know, the, the symbiote will slowly turn Peter angry. It'll slowly infect him and make him bad or whatever. And Gary's like, what? I didn't know that. I'm like, how do you not know the base? I'm like, have you never read a Venom story? He's like, I didn't see the, I didn't see Spider-Man three, the movie, so I don't know anything about it. I'm like, wait, this, really? This what? Is fucking crazy. That's insane. That is a fucking statement, Gary. What are you crazy, man? That's really God. funny, honestly. Like, yeah, it makes him angry, and it's not a spoiler. It's it's what it. It's, it's literally the big. You know, the it's premise. bad, right? The symbiote is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, whether you want to do a Cassie story or like a solely prequel, or just make it find a new character and make that Uncharted story. Catherine Marlowe, let's go. Like yeah, make it like go for it. That, that that that's the announcement I'm making is that we're that's gonna be coming out. It's a 10 hour game, mainlining. If you want to platinum it, I'll tell you what. Get eight, out, and then everybody's gonna be like, oh, these are the days gone guy. And then your old people will be like, oh, these are the. And then Sony Ben just closes. That's what happens right there. I mean, not after you sell <laughs> 10 million copies of Uncharted First Legacy. Yeah, WB starring Sully. Really rose to the Arkham Origins challenge. Really, put them on the map. Still, at least there was another Batman game, you know. <laughs> hey, was great. If they got uh, another shot at making a game like that, you know, I think they would have nailed it. But they what didn't. if? Just hear me out. What if? What if? What if? We, rather than give another shot at that kind of game, we did this weird co-opy thing where you can jump around a million different. Games. So you're just saying that's what uh, Sony Ben should do? I'm just saying. There's a death sentence. Wait, right now in the timeline we're talking about, they're making a multiplayer co-op Uncharted, and I don't think we'll get there. I don't think that's what we're going to get. Uncharted 4 multiplayer already exists. Devontae right. Chisholm in the Patreon thing says, Uncharted Lazarevich Legacy. <laughs> the blue sap! Let's go. Uh, my third and final uh, announcement here. That I, This is completely a selfish Greg move, but I, I we have to be selfish out here. And I do think there's an audience for it, and I do think they, they would rise to the challenge. Naughty Dog is making a Superman game. 
For oh, years God. and years and years, we've heard how Superman can't be done. He's too powerful. He's too boring. Da, 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 da. I think Naughty Dog, you give him a cinematic Superman game. It wouldn't have to be open world. They wouldn't have to do all this different stuff. Be a linear storyline. We'd be in a good place. I still think, you know, a Telltale style should do it, but whatever. I want I want to see Neil Druckmann. And you I want Naughty you- Dog to work on a n- different IP, on a licensed IP. Yeah. Because I think, again, like, too, it, and Naughty Dog's probably sick of being the people who just, like, Everything's sad. Everything's gross. Everything's horrible. But like, if they wanted to make a happy game, they'd make another Uncharted. Was it ever really happy though? Yeah, I think I think it was. <laughs> it was a lot of like it was it was in very sunny locations. Like it was a lot of murder. Out of a lot of travel, a lot of murder. Though. A lot of travel. A lot of treasure hunting, which is inherently happy. <laughs> Solely was smoking a cigar. He looked happy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy when you go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny. We still have more talk about us being in charge of PlayStation, but I thought I'd talk about what we're in charge of right now, and that's patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of PS I Love You XOXO ad-free. You can watch us record the show live as we record it, just like you've seen with D.G. Mayer and Keegan Hill. Of course, you'd be part of it. Then, of course, you could get them on-demand ad-free. Uh, you could watch all the other shows get recorded ad-free, and you get them on-demand ad-free. And then, of course, you get 300 bonus episodes of content like Greg Way, Kind of Feudy, and, of course, the Next Gen Podcast. And you could even get exclusive merch. But right now, you're not on Patreon.com slash kindoffunny, so here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. You want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutes right in the app and best-in-class customer support, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtitle, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode's brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use the code kinda funny. 
This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's rocketmoney.com slash Kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Blessing? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. As we continue our regimes at PlayStation, mm-hmm. talk to me about your third-party partnership. Mm, okay, so we're going to have a third-party partnership um, to make sure this goes as well as possible. Because we're gonna, this is going to be a big partnership that we're going to make. We're going to spin up a, another division of PlayStation, another PlayStation studio, if you will. And it'll essentially, essentially be the return of Japan Studio. Um, if you remember, Japan Studio did a lot of like third party stuff, third party partnerships, sure, sure. getting games on the platform, all that stuff. We're splitting up that division because they're going to work specifically with Konami and Konami IP. And we're partnering with Konami to faithfully revive three IP Metal Gear Solid, Castlevania, and Silent Hill. And um, we're going to have specific developers work on these, right? For Metal Gear Solid, Bluepoint is going to work on reviving that. For Castlevania, Sony Santa Monica is going to work on reviving that. We've already heard interest from the God of War Ragnarok lead in our spoiler cast where he talked about how he'd love to make a Castlevania game. Oh, yeah. And so we're going to make that happen. And then for Silent Hill, um, we're going to partner with another third-party studio, Supermassive, right? This is going to be a three-way third-party partnership, a um, business collaboration between PlayStation and uh, Konami, and then we're reaching out to Supermassive to make this game for us, a Silent Hill game. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're going to work with Konami to revive their IP since they don't, they don't want to. Interesting. Now, will this division that's sort of like Japan Studio, you're working specifically mm-hmm. with Konami, is it open to other things, or is it strictly just a bridge to Konami's IP? We're going to start off as just a bridge to Konami's IP, and then we'll see from there. Like, I think if if they kill it, like, if we do a good job here and, you know, we find success with this, I think we then start to look toward whether other other partnerships that we can make. But I think for now, just at the ground floor, we're going to make it specifically a Konami partnership uh, studio. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Um, not that it matters too much, mm-hmm. but when you talk about this supermassive Silent Hill thing, are you have you been keeping your eye on Silent Hill Ascension? Uh, loosely, I know there was like a bunch of Silent Hill projects. Was is Ascension? Is that the supermassive one? No, Ascension okay. is Silent Hill Ascension is the one I did the Comic Con panel for. It's by Genvid. It's the interactive streaming series. Where, like, oh, you, okay. You you watch it and then you play like little you do little games and little things or whatever to make it happen. 
It's gotcha. a choose your own adventure thing. Though. So is you're, it kind of like what a supermassive Silent Hill? It would be is. Like? It kind of is, but you're not really playing as much as participating in it. If that makes sense. And gotcha. It's like, you know, going to be on a million different platforms, and it's like the audience is working together. So it's not even like your own personal story. Like you're you're not voting, but you're making choices in it that then net out on how much of the other like mini games and stuff you've done that then influence what happens. Gotcha. Yeah. See, and like I think. From the way I envision it would be we're making another a mainline Silent Hill because already you know they're Konami's working on the remake and they're working on like a bunch of spinoff projects. I want to make the next big foray into Silent Hill, right? okay. like the next big step, and I would give that to Supermassive. And I would even go, y'all have creative liberty. Like if you want to do the Supermassive thing and make this like a Supermassive game as you know it, like a choose your own adventure. Yeah, go for it. If you want to make like if you want to look toward all the Silent Hills that have come in the past and make another one of those and like give it that Supermassive touch. Go for it. Like, we are giving you time and space to do this um, and also budget. Like, we want you to make this as fire as possible for a super massive game because they're a talented studio. And I think oftentimes, like, you look at dark pictures and it's like, wow, this comes out at a rapid pace and, like, the quality kind of wavers here and there. The quarry was a really fun one, but also quarry, like, had its own things with it too, right? Like, I think the thing that Supermassive runs into isn't a, a talent thing and more so just a time and budget thing of, like, hey, we're making a lot of things and we want to put out so many games at a rapid pace, we're going to give you the time and space and budget to, like, work on a thing in the ether and give us the best supermassive product that you can. Okay. Okay. You know, I get excited about that Metal Gear Solid. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see what you got up your sleeve. Uh, For me, I went in a different direction. Obviously, there's a bunch of third parties, but I think my era as PlayStation president will be very similar to what you were talking about, but personable. I will be talking to the audience. We will be out there. We will be interacting. You will know what's going on to some degree in a Phil Spencer-esque way. But one of my big announcements here would be I am partnering with Kind of Funny Games Daily founder Danny O'Dwyer. Oh. (laughs) And I'm getting a no-clip documentary made about what the fuck happened with The Last of Us Factions 2 or whatever you want to call it. We're gonna do Last of Us, Last of Us multiplayer. What went wrong? I Interesting. Let's get in there. Let's give them everything. You show your scars. You're gonna. I don't think we do that enough in the games industry, right? Like we know that this game has been gestating for f- how long? It, forever. And so let's get in there and have a conversation through line of like what, it, how? I mean, start with like what happened with how factions in Last of Us One came to be. What expectations were? How they outkicked the coverage. Then talk to me about how that starts. It's going to be Last of Us Part Two mode, who you bring on, how it grows, how it gets going. When did we notice there's trouble? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many interesting threads. I don't think you say show your scars. I don't think the games industry necessarily shows its work uh, enough. It doesn't show its failures enough for sure. So it makes it out to be this big thing that when a game gets announced and then shrinks down and then quietly goes away or gets canceled or whatever it makes it seem more rare than I think it is. I, from what I understand, talking to developers, the roads are littered with the bodies of games you've never heard about that mm-hmm. were in pre-pro, in real production that got canceled. You know what I mean? I'm aware of a few big ones that I'm like, I can't fucking believe that never happened. That would have been amazing. Like, why not talk about that? What do you have to lose? I, I think maybe, I don't think it gets done, number one. Uh, number two, I think there might be some of this like, Oh, wow, you know, like, there's this mystique of Naughty Dog. I've talked about this before, right, where I'm like, uh, uh, back in the day on Beyond, we would talk about these games, and I'd be like, well, eventually they're going to miss. Eventually they're going to miss. Eventually they're not going to put out a 10 out of 10. They're not going to put out this amazing game, right? And even if, you know, oh, Uncharted 3 wasn't a 10. They're not going to put out a really great game that everybody loves Mm -hmm. to some degree, right? 
and that just hasn't happened. I think Naughty Dog's been amazing and amazing and amazing and amazing, right? And so, like, the fact that this one didn't happen, you can look at it and go, ah, you know, cracking the armor, right? Like, uh, I have a question coming up from Jordan Gibson that we can toss in here now if you want, but with the news of Naughty Dog's layoffs, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, and the development hell that seems to be happening with The Last of Us multiplayer, do you still have the same confidence as Naughty Dog as a studio? And that, I think, speaks, when we can answer the question later, but speaks to the reputation Naughty Dog has for putting out banger after banger. And I think it'd be fascinating to know what didn't work here. What is the Naughty Dog uh, methodology for seeing if a game it works and doesn't work? And I know if you want to be a hater, you can be, well, Bungie killed it. Bungie did eh, That's not exactly what happened. I'm sure Naughty Dog knew they weren't on to something. They needed help, and they brought some people in. So that's what I'd want to do. I want, I want those skeletons revealed. I like that. Blessing? Greg? Your final one here. What studio would you buy? This is a tough one because it came down to two options. Um, one of the options was going to be Haze Light because I think about like what studio feels like their products kind of line up with um, a quality that a PlayStation is looking for. And then like I kind of thought about that and then combined. I, I was thinking about it also in relation to your Superman idea of yeah. like if PlayStation bought Haze Light and gave them Superman, I feel like you get the Superman that you're talking about of giving it to Naughty Dog. Um, but instead... I'm going to go to what I was talking about in uh, at the top of the episode with the hot take of, like, I want something that is that can be, like, you know, I'm going to put this alongside a Last of Us or a God of War, but something that's not those. And I think a studio that is capable of giving us one of those is a super giant. Um, you look at Hades, and Hades was one of the best year, best games of the year 2020, mm-hmm. the same year that we got a Last of Us Part Two, the same year that we got a Ghost of Tsushima, the same year that we got a Miles Morales. 2020 was stat, goddamn. God um, but, like... And all that, Hades won hella Game of the Year awards, right? And, like, you know, I think that um, a PlayStation Studios Hades, one, I would want them to operate the way that they already operate. Don't change anything. Like, let let uh, Supergiant continue to make Supergiant games. But also, I think, you know, it gets done the, hey, this is what how vibrant PlayStation Studios can be. Because we can't have The Last of Us and God of Wars. We can't have The Returnals. We can't have the, the Hades-type experiences. And they're all so quality in all their own individual different ways. Um, and I'd be, so, I'd be so fascinated, too, to see how that would then ripple back to the PlayStation indie side of things. And, like, really leading off of, hey, we want these different kinds of experiences that, you know, speak to the vibrancy of the library on the platform, right? Like, if you're entering on into the PlayStation platform, you're entering on to, like, look around and go, damn, I'm eating. Like, this is a buffet of quality <laughs> quality here that I can uh, jump into. And so, yeah, Supergiant would be my purchase. It's a great pick. You know how uh, much we love Supergiant here and how much we love Gre- Greg yeah. and the team and Hades and everything. And there's also, like, a, one, one more thing I'll throw in there, right, is that, like, when it comes to PlayStation acquisitions, I think, you know, I always try to look for studios that um, seem like they pair well with PlayStation, right? I think that's why you look at Insomniac and go, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? You look at Housemark or Bluepoint, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. You know, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Supergiant, like, had, like, a relationship with PlayStation for, like, games like, um, uh, oh, what was their second game with the singing and the yeah. sword? Uh, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Transistor. Transistor, yeah. Like, was Transistor, uh, that was like a PlayStation-focused, or like a PlayStation... It's hard for me to say because, honestly, they will always be an Xbox-focused studio because Bastion had that exclusivity for Xbox. So their first game, Bastion, which I adored, I always think of an Xbox One, so it's hard. I think you're right. Transistor uh, had a window. Yeah, Transistor came out on PS4 May 20th, uh, 2014. It did come to PC uh, the next day, but then it didn't come to Xbox until 
Um, actually, I don't think it ever came to Xbox. Go. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, I think that's why I kind of make that connection between sure. um, Super Giant and PlayStation. But yeah, I think there's something there that would really work within PlayStation Studios. My final act here as your president and CEO of PlayStation is to look across the party lines and say, Bill Spencer, you want a war? You got a war. Oh, God. We're buying Larian Studios. Oh. So we'll fight fire with fire. You want to get Bethesda? You want to take Starfield and Elder Scrolls and everything else? We'll take the true game of the year, Baldur's Gate 3, and we'll run it down your throat, all right? We're going to have Larian out there making exclusive RPGs for us. They, Larian's I, hot, hot, as shit, hot as hell right now. Hot as fuck. They're only gonna get hotter. As Here's they the thing. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Xbox is the one that's gonna get the most mad. I think you're gonna make PC players <laughs> pissed. Well, off. no, no, no. But you understand how I'm doing it. I I'm not taking it away from PC players. Oh, thank God. Okay, I okay. would definitely. It would be an. It would be one of the. I'm stealing away from Xbox. We mm. the PlayStation PC. Uh, uh, initiative. Parody initiative, yeah, would continue as planned here. And okay. I think you still oh, get that there. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to piss off these CRPG nerds. You want to talk, you know what I mean? Like, the last thing I need is a picket line outside of the office there, and it's got all these disgusting CRPG PC players with their rats on their shoulder. I don't know if you know this. Mm. Everybody who loves Baldur's Gate 3 and plays on PC has a fucking rat. <laughs> That's their pet. You know what I mean? It's like, if you know, you're Harry Potter, you get an owl. If you're some fucking PC loser, you get a rat. That's what it is. That's fair enough. I can't deny that. <laughs> like, we got a rat at home in my apartment. So, damn, it's crazy. <laughs> but also, that's a very strong purchase. Like, it's one that, you know... I, I associate Larian so much with PC and the genre so much with PC. And so, like, I guess my question is, as president of uh, PlayStation, are you then going to shift their, uh, like, their type of game to be a bit more console-focused? Like, mm. I feel like a Western RPG, if you want to compete with, like, a Starfield or a Bethesda, right, like, would make sense if you're PlayStation you're acquiring Larian? Or are you going to let them continue to make the CRPGs that they're excellent at? My thing would be, yeah, like, I think I, Greg Miller... Currently in the real world, IRL right now, M. The problem with the CRPG thing, I think, is a very minuscule amount of us. And I think it's me. Like, I'm the one who really can't get over that control scheme. Like, you did. Mm-hmm. You did fine. A whole bunch of other people have. I've seen the, email, the emails. I've seen, I've seen the emails. I've seen the commentary from other people who are like me. Like, ah, yeah, I just can't do it. Like, I would let them do what they got to do. I would maybe work with them of like, how can we get better for a console player? Like, how can we kind of like Diablo 4? How can we design it maybe from the ground up with controller in mind to make it smooth for them and then also not miss anything for PC players? But in general, with all this, I'm going to stay out of developers' ways. I don't, I don't want to get in there and yeah. like throw stuff. It's almost like again, a- Baldur's Gate is successful enough right now without super successful. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is, I almost like anal- analogize it to like. GRPGs or like Persona 5 of like Persona 5 isn't gonna be for everybody in terms of like the combat system and turn based and all that yeah, stuff, but it's still super That's popular. What the game is. Yeah, yeah. And that is what the game is. And so if you change it, I think you might take out some of the magic from it. And so yeah, for Bal- for Larian, I think you just gotta let them do what you gotta do. But also, yeah, I think going to them and being like, all right, how, but how do we really fix this for the console side as much as we can and like take advantage of the power of the PlayStation 5, quote unquote, uh, to make that happen, I think that's smart. Uh, a lot of you wrote in. I put up on Twitter, hey, I need your uh, advice. You can write in tell me what you want to do as president by writing into kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y, just like you can at any point in time to write in to be part of the show. We've answered a ton of them, bless. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of the, the one I've already gone through and deleted a whole bunch. So, ones I wanted to call out was Chuck Diamond. Not even so much for what he wanted to do, but his intro. Chuck Di- you heard me laugh at my desk out loud about this, bless, and I read it to the room. Chuck Diamond wrote in, and I, I know usually I screw things up when I read them and they sound fucked up. This is I'm reading this verbatim from Chuck Diamond. 
If I were the new president of PlayStation, I would dance with the horse I brought to the two in the bush water. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's combining like several analogies or like whatever, and I, I fucking love it. Uh, and then Chuck goes on to say, I would have all studios except Bungie double down on prestige single player narrative action games. Then I'd fall asleep on my pile of money. You're welcome. Then he says, P.S. Janet rules. Can we have her on more KF content? No, Chuck, you'll have her on less content because she's not here this week or next. Uh, Joey Radstone wrote in and said, if I was the made president, I would double down on the shorter premium experiences like Lost Legacy, Miles Morales, Ratchet yeah. and Rift Apart. Uh, with the amount of time it takes to make games nowadays, this would help with first party release cadence. How long was Rift Apart? Was that a short experience? I'll look I, it up. I don't think it was one of those 40-hour, 60-hour, oh, sure. you know, I think it's that kind of thing. I don't think it was a God of War Ragnarok is what they mean by it. I forget. I forget. It wasn't that long, but it wasn't like. Oh, you know what? Main story, 11 hours. Yeah. Okay. Completionist, 18 hours. Yeah. Okay, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And again, I'm I'm with you on that, Bless, and I'm with uh, Joey Radstone here. Of like, I would love that. I think one of the big problems we have with developer burnout is working on the same thing for so long. So yeah, make shorter stuff, get it, do that. Yeah. Make a high polished. And I think it, thing. I think it's a win for everybody, right? As yeah. PlayStation, you get to get more games out as a developer. Yeah. You get to work on more kind of games and not get burnt out of like make, making this big 40 hour thing. And then as a player, like you also get more games, right? And like yeah. you also get to complete games at a, at a better pace. Again, like not every, there are so many options out there for 30 hour, 40 hour, 50 hour, hundred hour games. Um, and I think the less games that are trying to do that and trying to be a bit more succinct, I think I think it's better for everybody. Uh, then Gary the Third writes in with the final one. We'll say and says first the first thing I would do if I were president of PlayStation is back the money truck up to From Software for Bloodborne Two. Oh yeah, I guess I should have acquired From Software. That'd be a, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be such a strong one. Yeah, and yeah, too late. Bloodborne Enjoy 2. your games as a service, little Big Planet. That's what you doubled down yeah, yeah. on. Oh, I messed up. Bloodborne 2. That should probably happen. Yeah. All we right. did it. We fixed PlayStation. We did it. Shoe for present, everybody. If you don't like our ideas, make sure you back the man with a plan in a PlayStation Vita. Shuhei Yoshida, kindoffunny.com slash store. Uh, bless what's happening this week in PlayStation. Uh, last was Naughty Dog. Or last was Naughty Dog. Last was Studio Naughty Dog is cutting developers. This is Ethan Gotch at Kotaku. Uh, layoffs were communicated internally at the Sony Santa Monica, California-based studio last week, according to two sources familiar with the situation. Departments ranging from art to production were impacted, but the majority of those laid off uh, in quality were in quality assurance testing. The sources said at least 25 developers were part of the downsizing. Full-time staff do not appear to be a part of the cuts. Uh, Bloomberg reported in June that Sony had diverted resources away from the last multiplayer project following a negative internal review by Bungie. One source now tells Kotaku that the multiplayer game, while not being completely canceled, is basically on ice at this point. Which brings us into the question that you referenced earlier, Greg, from Jordan Gibson, who wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSIOY and says, with the news of Naughty Dog layoffs and the development hell that seems to be happening with the last multiplayer, do you still have the same confidence in Naughty Dog as a studio, Greg? Yes. And honestly, stick with me. I think I might even have more confidence in them. Uh, my thought being here is that putting out a bad game is when you fucked up. Uh, killing a game, stopping a game you've been working on, restructuring a game you've been working on, trying to figure out, find the fun. Like, I respect that immensely and appreciate that. Again, we made fun of uh, uh, Gotham Knights earlier. We made fun of Suicide Squad earlier. Not Suicide Squad got delayed. Can they fix the problems with it, et cetera, et cetera? Who knows? But it is this idea that, like, it isn't hard to be like, 
This game, it is what it is. Publish it. And honestly, at some point, there's, you know, there's the point of no return where you have to, we've put this much money into it. We got to do something with it. The fact that PlayStation and Naughty Dog are able to sit there and be like, yo, this isn't it and not have the gun to their head to go, okay, we're putting it out. Now, I said all that. That's mainly about the struggle slash development hell, right, for Factions 2, the multiplayer. I don't have more confidence because of layoffs. Layoffs suck. It sucks these people are losing their job. You know, one of the things we talked about uh, when we were reading the story on Games Daily, right, was like, if I'm trying to make sure this is it because we talked about, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Adding to this, right, sources tell Kotaku that no severance is being offered for those currently laid off mm -hmm. and that impacted developers as well as the remaining employees are being pressured to keep the news quiet. Their contracts won't be officially terminated until the end of October, but they'll be expected to work through the rest of the month. So uh, I'm even missing it there. I thought we were talking about the, like, the contracts are being cut off in October. When were they supposed to go to? Da, 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 da. There's a bunch of stuff about like, yo, that fucking sucks. No severance. That sucks. That isn't. That's the business side of making a game, not the making of the game, right? So I, I'm not saying, like, oh, I have more, I have more confidence because they're fucking firing people. No. I'm saying based on the decision that this is happening. The QA stuff sucks, but of course, if you expected to have a game for them to QA and you no longer have a game for them to QA, that sucks and that's how it is and that's, you know, trying to make a game. But So the layoffs are actually, honestly, another part, a portion of it that I don't really bring into. Has it shaken my... Uh, faith in them as a studio no I have the faith that Naughty Dog is still trying to make the best shit they can and that they are on such a pedestal PlayStation that they can say no this sucks and we're not going to do it so we have to move on to something else yeah yeah until like even read into the question for me a bit more right like I look at the do you still have the same confidence in Naughty Dog as a studio and I would ask what um what are you asking when you ask about my confidence in Naughty Dog right like are you talking about the quality of the pro of the end product that they put out are you talking about like mm -hmm. how good the game is going to look or like how like I don't know like the depth of the game or like the the storytelling and all these things because even with Last of Us Part Two like I absolutely loved Last of Us Part Two Last of Us Part Two I still have like I have my own personal critique with when it comes to like tone and the writing when you get to like certain parts of it that like you know I'll say that like yeah that stuff sort of affects my confidence in Naughty Dog and like my I guess when I think about myself and my confidence in Naughty Dog I'm confident that Naughty Dog is a studio that can put out a AAA game that will have the world like you know focused in and locked in on it. Right, like when Naughty Dog puts out a game, I almost see them as a rock star, right, on varying levels, sure. right. But like, the place or the gaming community is going to stop and like look at what that Naughty Dog thing is and pay attention to it. And I think whatever the next thing is, that's going to happen again. And I think, yeah, part of that is the fact that a Last of Factions that was bad didn't come out, right. And I think that helps me retain that level of confidence. But I think with that, right, there's so many different um, aspects to it where you know Naughty Dog, in terms of studio culture, even hasn't had the best stories come out about it over the last five years, right? We've talked about things like crunch right here. We're talking about um, uh, layoffs of contract workers. We're talking about these different things. like, And those are things that I don't always have, the, and us as uh, media, don't always have the like the view into of like what are the, on, the, the internal ongoings of a studio. But like with that, right, like I didn't, I already didn't have much uh, or at least the utmost confidence in Naughty Dog when it came to, what the studio culture is in the day to day corporate structure, corporate structure and, and and all that stuff. Not to, and that's not in, not to say that like oh Naughty Dog's bad or Naughty Dog's the worst because that's the same story that goes for most AAA studios it seems like nowadays for what the culture what the workplace culture and like the corporate structure is. Um, but yeah, like you know to to what Greg was saying there, right? Like yeah, like the uh, the my confidence in the in like. The corporate structure kind of goes with the layoffs in the way that like that stuff doesn't really affect how I think about Naughty Dog creatively, 
what affects how I think about Naughty Dog creatively is what was their last product that they put out and how did that affect how I felt about them. Um, but yeah, I don't look at this and go, oh man, the next Naughty Dog game is in jeopardy in terms of its quality or its Metacritic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that will be fine. Good, good. Our other news story for PlayStation updates. Uh, Housemark is going to establish the Nordic's most advanced gaming headquarters in 2024. This is Stephen Talaby. Sounds like Avengers Tower. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, this is Stephen Talaby at uh, PlayStation Lifestyle. Developer Housemark, the makers of the excellent Returnal, is set to move in into a very swanky-sounding new studio by the end of next year. The team is Finland's longest-standing game developer, founded in 1995, and operating out of Helsinki ever since. In a new blog post on his website, Housemark says is looking to relocate to and establish, still within the Finnish capital, quote, the Nordic's most advanced gaming headquarters, end quote. <laughs> it sounds like a threat. <laughs> uh, the aim is for the studio to be both a, test- a testament to our rich gaming legacy and a beacon of innovation and creativity in the northernmost capital. It does sound like a manifest from like a villain in a Marvel movie. Totally. Calling it more than just a shiny new office. Uh, brand director Mikhail Haveri describes the studio's vision for a modern and expensive sounding workspace. Quote, with features like cutting edge meeting rooms, proper audio studios, testing areas, and wellness spaces, we're creating an environment that merges Nordic sensibilities with creativity, aiming to attract the world's best gaming developers, the post reads. As well as all that, Housemark wants the new studio to be eco-friendly, too. Quote, our revamped hub will champion green initiatives, ensuring a balance between technology and planetary care, end quote, it says. I like how you laugh at it. That's such an American response. No, I was like, ah, they're going to try to save the Earth. <laughs> how dare they? Uh, quote, as we embark on this transformative journey, we're committed to further solidifying our position in the world of gameplay innovation, end quote. It all sounds fantastic, but we'll have to wait until 2024 before we get to actually see it. Pretty neat. Blessing, how do we go to the opening? God, I would love so much. I mean, what, what, we're going to... They said they're moving out of Helsinki, right? Uh, where, where is it located? They're, they're in Helsinki now, yeah. Now? Yeah, I, I don't... Did they say they're moving? Oh, oh no, 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 no. They're, they're still, still within, within the finish. Within so the they're going to be in... Okay, so we're going to go to Helsinki. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Like, I... Uh, do we tweet at, <laughs> like, I guess Shu is going to be the president of PlayStation if our campaign works. So right. do we tweet at Shu and go, hey, get us to the opening I mean, I've known Mikhail a long time, so I feel like he's the in. You okay. Know, I'll, here, I'll, up dra- I'll, I'll draft it. I'll email him. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah, because I've never, I've, I've actually never been to Europe, and I've always wanted to go. And so if this is my reason where I get to go to Europe, is it is it one of those things, too, where I can take a quick detour and hit up? Like France and England, and go to London. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, I, can I make this? Can I turn this into a European tour? Yes, well, on your own money. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> like, fair enough. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> hold on, so hold on. It's uh, the Nordics. The I'm just gonna say new HQ. Hey, I gotta get out of this keyboard. I mean, on my, I'm, I don't have my computer, you know. So like, I'm typing it on my phone. Mm, that's fair. That's there fair. Thank you. Go. I mean, while you're doing that, I can go through PlayStation Pick. I want to come to the opening of the new PlayStation HQ. Picks. The drop for this week looks this like this. We got happening. <laughs> Bilkin's Folly five, for PS5 and PS4. Uh, Disguise yes, 7 for five, Vows of the Virtualist for, uh, for PS5 and PS4. Scorn for PS5. October 3rd. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming to PS5 and PS4. And then NHL 24 is out this week and on PS5 congratulations. and PS4. I'm going to say Greg and Bless. All right, Bless, I'm signing Hell yeah. and Bless. Yeah, you have our permission. I CC'd you on the email. Oh, sweet. Uh, bless, no, 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 no. 
Okay, cool. We'll keep you posted, PSL love you folks. Now again, they have to pay. They have to pay our flights. We're not going to pay our flights. I mean, I feel like that might be. I, I feel like for us who are asking to even be get to go to the opening, I feel like asking for them to pay for our flights is like a step. But too here's far. the thing, blessing. Like we're giving them a deal. If, if, hey, you know what? No appearance fees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just pay for the flights. We'll come. Now we're talking. What if we podcast from it? What if we podcast from there? Are they asking for? Are they going to pay for stay as well? Well, yeah. I mean, that's implied. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Travel, you know what I mean? Yeah. I but feel like what, at that point we got to offer labor. But what if we pod? We'll podcast from the H. We'll do PS. I love you. XOXO in 2024 from the new uh, from the most advanced gaming headquarters. Do you think they have a lot of PS. I love you fans in Helsinki? Yeah, probably. We're everywhere, man. I mean, I, th- I think that works. Yeah, I think if we can do a live episode of PSLW from the new Housemark office. I mean, they have if they pay for our flight rooms, stay. proper audio studios. That's exactly what we need. Then they got yeah. wellness spaces. Blessing, you and I go in there. We put the cucumbers on our eyes. We lay down. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, you think they're going to do, do this all where, while within the same episode, we told them to make a dead na- or told them to make a days gone too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, They're gonna be happy with that. They're just that. excited that we're talking to them. We're just excited we're talking. That's to fair them. enough. That's fair enough. Oh, by the way, uh, what'd you pick to play on PlayStation this week? Uh, obviously, a lot of Spider-Man Two, which we can't talk about, but we can on November sixteenth. The kind of funny games cast will go up. Then uh, our review of Spider-Man Two. Uh, then, of course, that week's PS I Love You XOXO will follow the tradition of being the FAQ. So you read all the reviews on the sixteenth. Then, of course, go to kindoffunny.com/psily. Give us your questions for it and spoiler cast imminent. So make sure oh. you get questions into the games cast about that as well. Will we Exciting. have Insomniac there? You'll have to wait and see. Very excited. I said November 16th. I'm sorry, everybody. Jesus Christ. The 16th. October 16th, everybody. Fuck Cooper. Fuck my dog, Nick96. Dropkick Tondo. I'm pitching a perfect game out here. A flawless episode of PSI Love You XO for me. And here at the very fucking end, I got to get it. Flawless huh? episode. Our first five seconds of this, we cut off the second XO. <laughs> flawless. <laughs> Why, Skelly? <laughs> Anyways, uh, Spider-Man, a lot of Spider-Man 2. Uh, and then I also played Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, five hours of it, I joined the one, the only, the boss baby, Barrett Courtney, over on the Kind of Funny Games cast for the full review that you can go get four out of five on the schedule, or uh, the thing, uh, the review scale, that's what they call it. Uh, I'm having a great time. I can't wait to get back to it. It is one I really want to get back to. Right, Barrett? Is it a second thing? Yes. I said yes. Go watch it. Barrett did a great job reviewing it. It was a really oh, good thanks. episode. Uh, a lot of kids were upset that I didn't give the score right away. Fuck them. They're fine. Yeah. I like giving the score at the end. But also, like, I did say great at the, like, kind of in, like, the, the beginning. Yeah. But I do understand for people who don't, like. Wait, how long? Oh, wait, I didn't, because I didn't listen to it. it how Tim, long did it take for you to get it, there? It, he gives, yeah, Tim was like, you know, what score do you give it? On, what, what's your score? And then yeah. Barrett said great and talked for, like, I don't know, five, three minutes. Oh, that's not that And then at the end, he's like, so yeah, great, four out of five. If it was like yeah. 30 minutes, then I'd be like, all right. No, no, no. no. I, talk, I, I talked for like maybe two minutes about the history of AC, just to give some context. Then I said great, and then I talked about the reasons why I thought it was great. And then I See, actually I'm, I'm on said your side number. here, Barrett, where like— Because it's not about the number. It's not about the It's about, about the, the sentiment. Let me, let me build up to it. That's the thing is like the build-up is part— It's like— Let me edge a little bit, all right? It's like the song No Love by Eminem featuring Lil Wayne, where you had to let Lil Wayne uh, build yeah. up the Eminem verse. Uh. So that when you get there, it's like, whoa— and so you got to build up the score, and then when you say four out of – it's like an IGN review, mm. right? Like they got the score at the end because you listen to it, and then you're like, oh, what's he going to give it? And then it's like, oh, yeah. eight out of ten. It's like, whoa. You know, it's a big thing. Yeah. I'm also playing Spidey, and I can't talk about it. Okay. Well, mm. I'll see you October 16th then for that. 
October 16th. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week for a brand new episode of PS. I love you. XOXO. Remember each and every week we come to you with all the PlayStation news you can handle to hang out, have fun and talk about it. Uh, if you like that, of course, head over to patreoncom slash kind of funny where you can watch the show ad free. And before we edit back in the XO, we got out. <laughs> You could also get 300 bonus episodes. See, you do joke about that, over. but there is a part of the episode Don't. we do have to edit back in. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? Yeah, in the middle of uh, the uh, uh, updates. Uh, the OBS. Oh, is that when you exclaimed fuck? Yeah, I exclaimed fuck because uh, OBS stopped recording because the computer ran out of disk space. So I have to like go to the uh, YouTube back end and like... I heard you say fuck, that. and I did one of these like lookovers, and I was like, "All right, well, he's still there." Is it gonna be the one where, like, one of those ones where it's like we're all in, we're in good quality until like that hits, and then like for like five seconds we're gonna be in bad quality? It's not gonna be five seconds; it's gonna be more like a few a few minutes. <laughs> they got it. Don't worry. <laughs> Most fun. people listen anyway. Anyways, YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games later, of course. Podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get, PS, I love you, XOXO. Thank you for supporting it. We'll be back next week, but until then, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>